Hello and welcome to the Growing Mums podcast with me, Kira Hawkins. I'm a primary school teacher and ordinary mum of two, trying to muddle through motherhood and learn from my mistakes along the way. Here we will be talking all things modern parenting, from baby and toddler sleep to self-development and growth. We will be having those raw conversations that we often don't get a chance to have in the playground and we will be searching for those moments where we find connection through shared experiences. So get ready for some expert advice as well as insightful motherhood confessions. Let's get started. Hello everybody. I have tried to record this intro four times now and basically I have no words because Megan says it all and shares her absolutely inspiring story of her daughter Alba. Um, Please listen to the end because she shares a really hopeful message um, for Alba's future. So I hope you enjoy it guys and I think this is a really important episode. Please share it if you can um, to get the best for little Alba because she's an absolute ray of sunshine. Thank you. Enjoy. This is Meg. Hello, Megan. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Very well, thank you for having me. Oh gosh, my absolute pleasure. So could we start by you telling us a little bit about you and a little bit about your amazing daughter, Alba? Yeah, Um, so I... um, Alba is three. Um, She was born in 2020... uh, about six weeks before we went into lockdown. Wow. Um, She's happy. She's always been really happy, sociable little girl. Um, She loves music. She loves books. Julia Donaldson. Mm. Anything Julia Donaldson. (laughs) Oh, Um, amazing. She's, yeah, she just loves people. She loves being around people, other kids. Um, The closer other children get to her face, the better. Oh, really? Uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, she's... um, yeah, she's great. She's a little angel. She just, we always say, like, sunbeams shine out of her. She's just such a happy little soul. Mm, she is so gorgeous. I met her and she is just like, yeah, she is. She really is, the, what, what you're describing. Um, yeah, okay, well, thank you so much for sharing that. So could we talk a little bit about Rett syndrome and how it affects Alba? Yeah, um, so rat syndrome is a genetic condition. Um, it is an X chromosome condition, so it affects girls um, more than boys because girls have two X, whereas boys oh, have X I and Y. Because I yeah. was reading about that and I was unsure as to why. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And also, um, so if, if if the girls, if one of their X's is affected, they've got another one to kind of back up. Um, whatever's sort of faulty right whereas in boys they've only got one x and then a y so there's nothing to kind of boost what's bad so it's a mutation in both of their x chromosomes is it just in the one just one but yeah it backs up. yeah so because females have xx there will be kind of a healthy version in the other x right okay. whereas in boys they've only got that one x so if that's affected that's kind of there's nothing to sort of support that in the Y. Okay, okay. Um, so often, yeah, boys, um, if they have it, they don't live for very long. Um, oh, I see. Much past birth. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's mostly girls. Um, it affects most systems in the body. Um, mm. It's mainly the brain um, getting signals to the rest of the body. So I think sort of in recent years... Um, they've kind of realised that girls with RET understand a hell of a lot more than they can communicate. Okay. They absorb everything, they understand a lot, um, and it's not that they don't want to do things, their bodies can't, their bodies won't let them. Mm. Um, so the most common things are talking. A lot of girls will never talk <laughs> verbally. Um, hand use is a real... That's a real classic sign early on of really repetitive hand movements, clapping, um, clasping, hands in the mouth. And over time, that hand use can just completely fizzle out. Um, it, so rep is a spectrum condition. So you can never, they can never say, this will definitely happen, that definitely won't happen. No matter where you are on the sort of severity, 
um, scale, it's every every case is completely different, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. Mm. Um, so you don't ever really know what's coming next. No, no. Okay. Um, so seizures are really common, which Alb's unfortunately um, started having earlier on this year, mm. and she's. We were told she's a little bit younger than when they sort of typically start. I think usually around um, puberty when hormones and things change. That's when. Wow. kind of typically seizures and things start mm. um, and along with that has come breathing issues so they count that under autonomic dysregulation so her body is doing things that are just completely out of her control um, okay. so her breathing she'll hyperventilate mm-hmm. fast breathing and then she'll hold her breath so she then has quite sort of woozy episodes which to somebody who doesn't know her might look like seizures Oh, okay. um, and it took us a while to sort of establish what was a seizure and what wasn't mm. <laughs> um, and it's really hard actually the rept brain how it shows up on scans and things it's really hard to determine what is definitely a seizure and what isn't because of the kind of activity and the way things work um, walking as well a lot of girls don't walk so a lot of girls um, have really low muscle tone which will affect every muscle in their body not just walking um, mm-hmm. so often very sort of limited mobility um, all of this so that there are stages of RET um, and the regression usually comes quite early on so mm-hmm. girls children will develop quite typically um, I think they say sort of between six to 18 months things can start to regress yeah so because I so I've got the stages here so Mm -hmm. there's stage one the early signs and they say that kind of you start to notice maybe something at sort of six months or so yeah Um, yeah and then the regression yeah stage two like you say sort of around one yeah so So um, it's really hard and I think the NHS website from what we've learned and what we are learning, I think is a bit outdated oh, now. Really? Mm. Wow. Um, because we, when Alba's issue started earlier this year, mm. we went to a clinic in London and they said she's going through her regression. And we sort of thought, mm-hmm. well, we, we thought she'd already gone through that yeah. around 12 months because she was clapping. She used to clap mm-hmm. and she'd turn pages in books. She'd play like patty cake, she was making animal noises and that sort of all just slowly fizzled out and we didn't really realise until it just stopped. And looking wow. back you can kind of see actually there was quite a lot of a lot that she was doing. Um so we raised that and they said that they think now that there are sort of two regressions. So Rhett used to come under the autism umbrella. Okay. Um and the first regression is quite similar to what um, can be experienced in autism. Okay. Kind of a regression as in a loss of skills. Mm. Whereas whatever she's gone through this year, they think is the rep regression, which is more kind of health focused oh, and okay. body and what's going on within her body rather than skills and things. But again, it's really different for every child. Mm. Um, we think she's come out of it now and actually she's starting to do things that she hasn't done probably since she was one so like noises she's making um a, like a ba 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 noise which is really simple oh. but we haven't heard that for yeah. a couple of years yeah um storybooks again she's starting to turn pages with help but she's she's doing it yeah um so they often say skills that are learned before the regression can be kind of relearned not always but afterwards so that's why we're quite forceful with her walking <laughs> and standing because and, and hand use as well um they can lose anything at any time really so the more that you use it and the more that you can try and strengthen those muscles the better wow um so then typically after the regression comes a they call it a plateau mm, that's um, what it says yeah that's what it says here yeah so like a sort of I don't want to say stability <laughs> because things can change daily but there's usually a real dip in health and then um, everything kind of levels out 
so you might have you know you will go up and down within that but nothing should be quite as severe as that original regression Mm. um but I know of girls that have it's taken maybe 12 months their sort of regression phase and they've come out of it and they can't use their hands they can't sit up um so actually Albert's doing amazingly Mm, (laughs) at the moment and we just yeah need to do what we can to keep her yeah keep her strong (laughs) yeah yeah so so what does that entail what is your life with Alba like um at the moment what does she do what appointments do you attend or have to chase I know we've talked in the past Mm. about a massive part of you caring for Alba is Mm. you having to like chase constantly chase appointments and things so what yeah tell us a bit about what it's like uh so she's at a um nursery which is attached to a special needs school mm-hmm. um so she gets most of the care she needs there she's we know she's safe yeah <laughs> basically we I know there's yeah there it's you drop her off and you know that they know what they're doing and they've had other girls with rat um, oh wow yeah because it's not actually that common is it is, is that right one in ten thousand about girls, one in maybe? yeah one in ten to twelve thousand i think they wow. say um but actually there are I think I know of three or four other families, like within sort of our area, wow. um, our county, wow. and that's only Alba's kind of age. So yeah. I don't know about you know teenagers and adults. Um, yeah. And I think it's actually the most second most common um, sort of. We're talking about not knowing the right language. I don't know if this is right. Mental disability in females after um, Down syndrome. Wow, really? Yeah, most common after Down syndrome. Does that give you comfort or not? No, um, I mean... Yeah, I don't... I don't no. know. <laughs> There's nothing it's, yeah. Can, yeah. I mean, it was random. It's It wasn't inherited from either of us. Wow. Which, um, again, I don't know. Maybe if it had been inherited, then you could kind of think, well, it was always going to happen. Um, whereas at the moment, she is <laughs> one in 10,000. But then she is one in 10,000, like, mm. she's a little star. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think actually probably a lot of women that you see in wheelchairs with disabilities and additional needs maybe do have Rett syndrome. Mm. Um, and it's only now that you're in that world that yeah. you kind of see and you realise. And, know, realize, and yeah. you see, like, the hand movements, you kind of recognise it. Um, but yeah, so she's at that nursery, which is amazing. Yeah. She also goes to a childminder who is just gold. <laughs> she's oh. incredible. She's been amazing. Um, she could easily say, no, I can't, you know, I can't do this. She has other kids, but she does it one day a week, every week. And she's amazing. Wow. Um, and she will have, so the, the services that are involved, like occupational therapy, physio, speech and language. Um, we've had early years. So I you probably know all about my plans, EHCP. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, those... So have you got an EHCP? In the process. Okay, yeah, because they take, what, 18 months or something yeah. to get actual funding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she had a my plan, my plan plus, um, which I'd, I've heard kind of puts her in a better place for then an EHCP. Mm. She shouldn't be turned down. No, <laughs> There's no. no reason why she should be turned down. Um, but it, yeah, as, as with everything, it's a long process. Um, but those services have all been to visit the childminder mm-hmm. as well as the nursery um, and she's all you know really willing she's she signs um songs and nursery rhymes to Al she's just really like taking it mm. upon herself to do all that which yeah she doesn't have to um so she has physio NHS physio once every six weeks mm-hmm. um which isn't enough mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the way it is um, and we alternate now each visit so she'll go to nursery and then six weeks later I'll take her to an appointment and then the next one she'll go to nursery so she can see her in different environments okay. because she does different things she moves in different ways she's obviously got other kids to copy in nursery mm-hmm. and more going on more to kind of distract her and um, entice her I think probably yeah, than at home I yeah. think it's probably a bit more boring at home yeah <laughs> um, speech and language is similar sort of once every six weeks or so 
um, our therapist, she's amazing. She's that's NHS as well, um, and we're working towards getting her an eye gaze machine at the moment. Wow. So basically, an iPad that will track her eye movement and speak for her. So that would be absolutely life changing, I'm guessing, for you yeah. and Alba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we we've started the application process, but Rett syndrome as a diagnosis isn't enough to warrant her having a machine. <laughs> Um, wow. We have to spend the next sort of six months proving that she can do certain things. My goodness. Um, so actually we've done a communication course this morning with one of the um, UK rat charities and we're hoping that we'll be able to get one on loan from them before she gets her own so we can get her started. Yeah. Because it, like it's all in there. <laughs> yeah. She can communicate, yeah. she tries, and if she's got an outlet it just will change her life and our lives like yeah just for her to be able to say I'm sad because I hurt or I'm hungry yeah. or I'm tired like you don't it's like constantly like with a newborn you're just mm. guessing and process of elimination mm. all the time um so that's kind of our our main goal at the moment is working towards getting that for her mm. um so how can is that something that you can buy or does it all have to go through the NHS? You can buy them, right. but then you're responsible for all the maintenance, all the upgrades, um, which obviously, again, takes time. And, <laughs> and money. A lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're actually better off waiting yeah. and getting that yeah. through the system, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there's so much other stuff that you need might yeah. you know that yeah I'm sure yeah so I think what, yeah we're, well, we're sort of slowly learning what's worthwhile and what's not right okay so what is worthwhile getting for Alba so we've just ordered her a uh, buggy yeah because we at the moment she's still in our um, out and about off road oh yeah yeah um, which is great but she's not her legs are so I think ideally she needs to be at like a 90 degree yeah. angle or pretty much whereas at the moment her knees are, are raised higher than that um, okay. and scoliosis is another really common thing with Rhett so um, if that's going to happen it's going to happen, we can't prevent it but I don't see an issue with trying to keep her posture oh, absolutely. <laughs> straight yeah. um, so we've just ordered her, it's kind of like a buggy wheelchair hybrid um, that is just over £4,000 mm-hmm. yeah um, so like the the hood and the rain cover alone are two hundred and twenty pounds. Right. So it's like we've been saying it's like wedding tax. Like yeah. You mention special needs or disability, and everything's just suddenly way more expensive. Mm. Um, her walker at the moment is amazing, and we've had that through um, physio mm. and the NHS, which is great, and it's pink. Just oh, <laughs> does she like pink? Um, does she love pink? It's or? yeah, bright colours. Right. Yeah. 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 She goes for bright and it's hot pink, um, and we yeah. wrap tinsel around it at Christmas and oh. put fairy lights and things on it. Um, and it, yeah, it's amazing, but it's heavy and it's not very portable. Um, mm-hmm. So the company that we've just ordered the buggy from, they also do a walker that folds up, mm-hmm. so it would you know fit in the boot easier. It would hook onto a buggy. Um, I don't know how much those are, yeah. but that's kind of the next thing I think we're going to be looking at. Um, yeah so there's basically I mean just even you talking then there is so much on a daily basis for you to think about Mm. and remember and chase so how if you don't mind me asking how do you how do you manage this (laughs) for yourself kind of on a daily basis is is, have you got something you say to yourself when things are Mm. were feeling really hard or um no (laughs) I think you just yeah we went for a really um we got her diagnosis in December beginning of December last year Mm -hmm. and that was rubbish Mm. um but I think it didn't really hit us until she went into hospital this year with the seizures and things because she was healthy she was happy she was doing things she was progressing um, and we left that initial appointment saying, does anything change immediately? And the paediatrician said no. So we said, okay, we'll contact you when we need you. Mm. And then 
in March we did <laughs> and then I think it just um, yeah it hit us really hard and for a couple of months um, n- neither of us well, I took a couple of months off work mm. Dan was sort of dipping in and out we had family coming in um, people bringing us meals just like nothing I've never felt sort of that dark um, mm. and I actually I don't know how you get through it but I think you just you do <laughs> you don't have a choice you have to and I remember when she was diagnosed another parent saying to me it will get easier and I just thought how like how mm. and now I think I don't think it's easier I think you just learn to adapt mm. and you just change and that kind of just happens I don't think it's a conscious thing I think it just happens mm. um, and actually I think it's probably helped that Alba's our first we don't have anything to compare it to mm. this has all come with parenthood to us mm, yeah um, and it is a lot more admin and some days like I can't handle it really yeah I just yeah I can't and actually over the summer I've tried to make a conscious effort to just stop chasing mm. um, because you there's only so much you can do and you sometimes need a break from yeah. it um, but usually if I'm having a bad day Dan can pick me up and vice versa mm-hmm. um, but sometimes like in life if something bad happens usually it happens to one of you <laughs> mm. but when it happens to both of you it's like it, it can be really hard to to have somebody there as kind of the pillar and the strength mm-hmm. um, but I think we're sort of finding our way with that yeah. um, we've kind of we've likened it and it's not but likened it to like death <laughs> losing somebody and gr- it's grief isn't it you're mm-hmm. grieving a life that you thought you'd have and you maybe never will mm-hmm. and um, yeah I think in many ways it is quite similar and it comes in waves (laughs) yeah of course yeah 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 absolutely yeah when you first said that I in my head I was like that sounds a bit like grief but Mm. I didn't want to say that because I don't know I mean that probably doesn't sound I you know we talked about this before I started actually like there are going to be things that people say that you just think do you know what that's really not helpful and I don't know is there anything well do you want to while we're here do you want to share anything that maybe you've heard or somebody said to you that actually you just thought just don't just <laughs> like maybe don't say that yeah I actually shared a post I think it was yesterday mm. um, that another mum um, her daughter's got different condition to Alba but she shared and the comments on that I could just resonate with every single one and I said to you like people saying I don't know how you do it mm. we have no choice <laughs> yeah we have to do it and you do do it you just get up and you do it again as with somebody you know the amount of people that you know that might have cancer or another terminal illness and you think wow how do you get up every morning but actually what's the alternative Mm. you stay in bed and you cry and that's that Mm. it's yeah um I guess some people like in your situation might choose that option mm -hmm. I suppose you're making a conscious choice to yeah I suppose be there for Alba mm-hmm. every single day yeah um, I'm not saying that people who do do that aren't being there for the child they of course mm. are but just everyone deals with it in a different way maybe yeah. absolutely um, yeah but yeah yeah um, another one these things happen to the nicest people mm. <laughs> you think well I'd rather be a bad person <laughs> and not have this happen um, we were talking about strangers as well um comments that people have made that have absolutely no idea about you about Alba um and again I think that goes if for anybody doesn't matter you know people might say things to you and have absolutely no idea what's going on in your life Mm -hmm. at home um yeah I think it's taught us to be more forgiving and considerate and um you know if we see a child in a restaurant kicking off and screaming and throwing their food we now might think, well, maybe there's more going on. <laughs> maybe they can't help it. Maybe those parents had to leave the house because they've been locked up for two weeks. Maybe they've been in hospital. Like, you have no idea. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah it's true there's yeah you you can't look on and sort of take a snapshot judgment and think no. that you know the full story because mm-hmm. yeah you're absolutely right mm-hmm. and like you say you just don't know what's going on in that person's head and how upsetting that could be for somebody mm-hmm. if you kind of poke your nose in where it's not wanted yeah. or just kind of comment on something that just mm. doesn't need a comment so I think it's good to spread awareness of that because yeah. I think people aren't necessarily we talked again before about how things might not be coming from a bad place but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they don't hurt yeah. or yeah. you know cause harm so yeah yeah and I do think it's good to spread awareness of that to just be mindful of what you're saying mm-hmm. and even you know how you're looking or acting or yeah. and, and actually do you think it's better to kind of ask you like say yeah, what what would what would Alba like here do, you know because yeah. you said before that you, children she loves children going up mm-hmm. closely to her face so I think if people know that then they can you know yeah. give her more what she needs absolutely and I think watching other kids like there's a saying I see on Instagram and things and it's if you want to know how to re- interact with a disabled child or a child with additional needs, then watch their siblings. Mm. And it's totally true. And we've got so much to learn from kids. Like we'll be out in the park and children will be asking their parents questions. And quite often it's the parents that usher them away. Mm, yeah. And it, I know it probably because they feel awkward, they don't want to offend, they don't want to say the right thing. Mm. But I, like, I would urge everyone to speak and ask questions, say yeah. hi. Like yeah. if that if that's all you do, come over and say hi. Yeah. And the people that we pass that will say, "Wow, look at your walker! Isn't that amazing? You're doing so well." Compared to the people that sort of give a bit of an awkward smile and just shuffle past. Yeah. And I, like I'm not expecting everybody to make an effort to talk to her, but I think, I think just ask. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's spark the, a conversation. Yeah, and I think it's actually the least people can do is to put themselves out there. Mm. Even if you end up saying, do you know what, that wasn't the right thing to say. For you, you know, if everyone's kind of being awkward around you, that's surely you'd rather they were asking yeah. and, you know, just being more normal. Mm-hmm, definitely. Because otherwise, I don't know, does it, do you ever feel lonely in your, like... Yeah. Because you th- feel yeah. like people don't understand, like they're yeah. not going through the same thing. I think so. And I think, no, well, nobody can understand. I had no idea mm. <laughs> what this life was like mm. before I had Alba. And I had no idea what it's like to watch other kids mm. doing all the things that she's not doing. What is that like? Horrendous. Mm. Um, yeah, like we're getting, again, with everything else, we're... I only really realised this week because we've been away and you watch other families on the beach and actually being on holiday is really difficult because Mm. you watch, like when you're away, families interact in a way that you only interact when you're on holiday, don't you? And like I remember, I had like an an amazing childhood but I have such amazing memories of being on holiday and playing in the sea and just laughter and fun and actually that's the time for us that we're watching these families and we can't do any of that stuff without Mm. and it was only until this week I realized that that's the first time it's hit me in months which is amazing Mm. um but I suppose again you just become numb Mm. (laughs) to it maybe Mm. um as probably a bit of a like self-preservation yeah yeah you have to yeah and like what's the point in going around every day she can't do that, she can't do that, I can't do that with her. Like, again, if you have a bad day, it will hit you. Um, but she can do so much. Mm. And those are the things that we need to celebrate. Mm. <laughs> um, it's harder, like, if we're in a situation, so a lot of parks aren't very accessible. Mm. Um, I often just don't take her to the park because there's nothing for her to do. <laughs> mm. And even the ground often is not suitable. Now a lot of them have that kind of rubbery mm-hmm. spongy stuff which is great and perfect for her walker mm-hmm. but even with that she can't get to the top of a slide mm-hmm. she can't get onto a roundabout unless it's sunk in the ground she needs help getting into a swing mm-hmm. she can't get on a seesaw she can't go on a climbing frame mm-hmm. she can't get into a sand pit <laughs> mm-hmm. it just you just avoid those places because yeah. nobody gains anything from it mm-hmm. yeah so then you have to think very carefully, I guess, about where you do go and what it's going to be like. And again, mm-hmm. it's just planning is 
it's yeah. another thing for you to constantly have to be thinking about are there is there an accessible park near where you live near where we live or not not really at the moment I don't think there's one that I would say is uh, like amazing mm. there is I know there is one um about half an hour away that's um you can hire so it is solely for the use of kids with additional needs and disabilities um but it's in such high demand because you, you have private access to it so a lot of children can't handle maybe being around other kids mm. <laughs> so for them to have that space to themselves is just what they need and they can enjoy that equipment in a way that they can't in any other park mm. um but again you have to book it <laughs> and mm. plan um places like Slimbridge we went to recently mm. and that was amazing mm. um their welly Rootland was great mm. and that's all that lovely soft ground yeah. um and the water she could even like walk her walker through the stream um but yeah I don't think there is anything no. not that I've no, 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 sort no. of picked up on yeah so you have to kind of make like yeah plan ahead and make yeah. sort of make the trip mm. if you're going to yeah. do something that takes out any sort of spontaneity yeah little, yeah uh, but actually we tend to just do the stuff that she likes mm-hmm. so if I've got a day where I've got a few hours and I think what am I going to do I might take her to the garden centre to look at the fish because oh, I know she loves the lights and the bubbles and the fish and the movement and the colour yeah and you just sort of learn Again, as with any child, I guess, you learn what they like and there's no point throwing them into a situation that they're going to hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're not going to enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess sometimes you get it really right and maybe sometimes you get it wrong. Yes. And then how does it feel when you... Well, that's the same with any parent, yeah. I think. Like, you know, sometimes I'll come home and I'll be like, I'm not sure anybody enjoyed that, especially <laughs> not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, then there are also the great times, you know, if she's loving the fish and you think, yeah, this Mm -hmm. is so worth the trip. Yeah. Amazing. So, one thing I did want to ask is like, how can people help? What is, what what do you want people to say? What do you, well, we we actually, we've talked about that, about Mm. asking questions, about, you know, getting on Alba's level and finding out what that is. Um, and how could people help you if they want to help? Um, I think educate, <laughs> educate mm. yourselves, educate your kids. Mm. I was really lucky. I went to a secondary school where we had um, some kids who had Down syndrome. We had a guy um, who had cerebral palsy and was in a wheelchair. Um, he like we had an incredible um sort of additional learning suite and I've always I've been exposed to that mm. whereas Dan hasn't it's all totally oh, really new to Dan him. hasn't yeah. had any experience and it's like it's scary and it's daunting and I think it's almost worse because you don't you just you don't know what to do you're thrown into a world like we drop her off at nursery the first few months and I know that he found it really really difficult and I did as well but I've I I knew that these conditions exist (laughs) you know you you, I've been exposed to it um and I just think it's so important for kids like it just should be normal Mm. it shouldn't be we shouldn't be out with her and her walker and kids just be stood staring at Mm. her like she's in a circus and I understand why they do it because it's exciting and a lot of kids want to use it but also Um, I know like Jojo and Gran Gran they mm. had a little boy on there with a walker um, and there are quite a lot of books like yeah. any new books that I buy they all have just such a like range of different yeah. like faces and mm-hmm. bodies and do you yeah. know what I mean when, whereas I feel like when I buy books from charity shops I'm like whoa mm. this is not good so yeah, I try and just get because I I think that's really important as well is to like fill your home with things that yeah your kids are like sponges so you want yeah, yeah. to be just from the start like showing them just yeah. how not you know everybody is different and that is 
all that is normal normal Gen- yeah normal. exactly everyone's yeah. normal exactly. diversity yeah. yeah we're all we're all life would be boring <laughs> yeah it would if be we were all so the same. boring um, yeah and i know people are far more aware of it now and i think that's amazing yeah um but yeah i think in terms of helping i think it's a case of helping the future <laughs> mm. and just be kind and yeah, teach your kids. Teach your kids to say hi. <laughs> mm. If they've got a question, ask the question. Mm. Answer the question. If you don't know the answer, ask. Ask or go home and read about it mm. and teach them about it. Mm. I'm like, I'm not saying you know, you have to teach them about everything, but ba- just you know, basic, basic things, voc- um, vocabulary, and yeah. like yeah. And I, I watched a video yesterday actually of a teenage boy lifting his friend giving him a piggyback to get up some stairs because the lift was broken and a stranger walked past and picked up the wheelchair and carried it up the stairs and the the um, comments on it somebody had said i've been in this situation with my daughter so many times and she said strangers help and if you see somebody who needs help help them Mm, yeah like it's more awkward for you to just keep walking yeah and ignore it yeah if somebody looks like they need help, offer it. Like, yeah, I guess with a new mum who yeah. is upset. You know, in the supermarket, I've seen mums and I've offered like a bit of a shoulder rub or are you okay? Yeah, can I carry can your bags or whatever? Just, yeah. yeah, in everything, not just. Yeah, I mean, it should. You'd think you'd hope it was common sense, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but I guess some people feel that they. There was, I don't know if you saw, but there was that um, big thing on Facebook with Anna, Maitha, Martha, mm-hmm. I can never pronounce her name, and it was like, sh- if you want to be helped, put the ribbon on your bag, yeah. like if you're yeah. okay with being helped, because we yeah. don't want to like undermine someone that yeah. doesn't want to be helped, but I think most people, you know, are want, want to accept help if they yeah. need it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was, that was interesting what you said about kids sort of looking at Albert like in the circus, because I would have thought kids are the ones least like Mm -hmm. I don't but do you find I think it's when she's got her walker I think if she hasn't she just looks like a child who's a bit younger than she is Mm -hmm. um sometimes she might make noises that are a bit different Mm -hmm. which actually I've had comments on that in shops Mm -hmm. um or people saying well that's a funny noise or when she's puffing away like oh is that a new noise oh you just learned to do that and actually for me that noise at the start was really triggering because that was what started her breathing issues that's how it all began and the seizures Mm. and for somebody to pick up and say that and I know they're probably just they're just making a comment just thinking oh you know that's sweet um Mm. and actually I don't you know I you can't stop people doing that can you it's not coming from a bad place you can't you can't say don't say that (laughs) don't say those things um but yeah I think it's often if it's obvious that she's got a disability that's when people will look Mm. and stare Mm. Mm. and I think it's probably kids are intrigued aren't they intrigued yeah 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 but it's handling that as parents, isn't it? And like yeah. not being hush hush shuffle shuffle away. Yeah. And just like, oh, this is a child, this is what's going you know, we mm-hmm. let's ask her mummy. Yeah. Or just as simple as like we we had last year we were away and a little girl who was about Alba's age asked her dad, What's that? pointing to the walker mm-hmm. and he ignored her. Mm-hmm. And she asked again. And I said, Oh, it, she needs a little bit of help because her legs aren't strong enough. She needs a little bit of help to walk. And the dad just picked her up and walked away. That's, and I just... That's more of a reflection of him. And, yeah. you know, whatever. I actually maybe don't want to... <laughs> no, you don't want to. ...spend my time talking to somebody like that. But I thought, actually, like, that's all it took was to say she needs help. Mm. That's helping her walk. Mm. Just yeah, exactly. And that's not going to offend anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think people panic, don't they, yeah. in the moment? But I, I get it. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. But you don't. That's that's not your. That shouldn't be your problem. No. Like you, that's on them. That's not mm. something you should have to take on for them and be patient with them about that. No. Like that's you know that's on them. Yeah, and yeah, the people who are interested, I will give them time. <laughs> yeah, 
now share and I'll you know spread awareness of rat. Um, but yeah. yeah, some people, it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dan? How does he sort of find it like being out and about or with with Alba or um, yeah? How does he find it seeing other children? Same, does um, he feel the same as you do? Yeah, I think as mums, typically we're the ones that have maternity leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we go to the groups and we spend time with other kids and that is what happened with us and I work part-time so the days even now that I don't work I have Alba Mm. and I expose myself to the groups that I know are suitable for her the charities Mm. whereas he doesn't have that time with her Mm. to be exposed to that so I think to start with it was really difficult um Mm. understandably because I was sort of a little bit ahead of him on that journey of acceptance mm. um, but actually now he can be a lot stronger than me really? <laughs> out in public um, yeah we had we went for dinner a couple of weeks ago and sh- she was sc- screaming <laughs> happy but a really high pitched scream and she did it a few times and everybody sort of looked around and the last time it happened, a few people made comments and the man behind her put, kept putting his fingers in his ears and like making a face and I couldn't handle it and I just said to Dan, I need to leave and I burst into tears and I sat in the car and he sat there and he said, I'm not apologising, I'm not going anywhere, I'm going to finish my drink and he did and he took the glasses inside and had a chat with somebody we knew and actually afterwards she messaged me and she said, I heard a squeal of delight that's all I heard was a child having a good time Mm. but I think at the moment for me other people's opinions sometimes I don't I don't feel like they're worthy of being around her Mm, and I get angry at that and upset by it whereas he is in a different place and very much I'm just going to see it out Mm. I don't care Mm. um and do you think he actually feels like that, or do you think that is a strong front that he's putting? No, on? I don't think he, he feels yeah. like that. Which is yeah. like, which is amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the the what just hearing you talk about how you guys are as a team is <laughs> just like incredible to hear, really. And um, yeah, you are a strong couple. <laughs> it's absolutely Thank amazing. <laughs> She's so lucky to have you guys. Yeah. We're lucky to have her. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So let's maybe let's finish off then about talking about um, your about Alba's GoFundMe page, and then I've just seen that there is another thing I really wanted to ask as well. Let's talk about Alba's GoFundMe page because I want to get this in because I think this is probably the most important, like one of the most important things to take away from this podcast that people actually go and do and and click. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it. I still feel weird, weird about it now. Um, asking feels like we're asking people for money. You shouldn't. <laughs> people ask for money for a marath- for running a half marathon that they want to do for fun. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying they shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They're raising it for a great cause, but you have nothing to apologise mm-hmm. for here. Well, yeah, yeah. People, friends kept saying, "What can we do? How can we help?" Um, and a particular group of friends one night said, look, is there some equipment you need? Can we help you buy it? And mm. I said to Dan, let's just set up a page. And then if anybody says, how can I help? What can I do? We can say, well, a fiver, you know. Mm. Um, primarily, it was for a trip that we're going on next year um, to Lanzarote. So it's an intensive hydrotherapy um, week. So she'll have three sessions a day it'll be really fun wow. really intense two water-based and one land-based um so we've we've got the therapy side of that covered um and then it's sort of things like insurance um she doesn't have a passport um a hotel we're going to need to make sure that we're we're close we're going to cover the cost of the flights and the hotel but all the kind of extra bits that we need for her to mm. be there um and then it was for her buggy, which, mm. again, we've pretty much smashed that, which is incredible. Very, mm. yeah, feel so lucky and grateful. Um, 
I think it's the least people can do, Meg. <laughs> but yeah, it's still it's 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 really heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> to know that people and strangers want to help. Um, and it's that that's for things you know we get um, a bit of support from the government, but we also go to a like private therapy session, and we're hoping to pick up physio again, which is like seventy pounds a session, um, and when we go to London to the clinic the fuel to get there or the train because actually the stress of driving mm. and potentially sitting in traffic with her for that long mm. it's the train is so much easier but that is 200 pounds a time mm. um and that's a clinic that we have to go to to keep her healthy mm. and well um and just yeah extra things that are going to come up that you're not prepared for mm. Um, and equipment it yeah if we could get her this new walker it would be amazing it means we can take it to more places we can carry it um I know as she gets bigger there are going to be more things um a bed Mm. um car seats I know another family that have had to order a car seat recently and it was six thousand pounds wow and there is funding available but often you can apply for grants and things and you get them once and that's it. Wow. Okay. Um, so to know that there's some money there for things when things come up because everything can change. Like we could wake up tomorrow and everything's different mm-hmm. and you never know what's going to come. So mm. to know that that money's there to help her is mm. amazing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, anybody who's listening, please could you go and check out Meg's GoFundMe page. I don't think you'll need any persuasion mm. after listening to this podcast and hearing her incredible story. Um, sorry, is that the wrong thing to say? No, it's, it's not really an incredible no. story. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not just what you have to do. Um, but yeah, so thank you, everybody. And um, I also really wanted to ask, because I saw you post on your Instagram about... Um, gene therapy mm-hmm. for rat syndrome mm. so please could you just tell us a little bit about that mm-hmm. so um it's amazing <laughs> yeah and where is it um, happening at the moment um canada so they okay. have dosed the first adult patient um earlier on in the year um so that they've managed to prove in labs that they can reverse rat in mice they gave mice rat wow. syndrome and they've reversed it. <laughs> wow. Yes. And like the the potential with gene therapy is like insane, especially the younger that kids can get it. It can just totally reverse. Obviously we don't know yet, but this adult that has been dosed, um, they've seen, she, she's wheelchair bound. I don't know how old she is but she's been in wheelchair in a wheelchair for years um couldn't support herself and she's managed to sit unaided for 3 minutes which is just amazing um she hasn't been able to use her hands since she was a child and she can she's vocalizing um and that that was within 6 weeks <laughs> oh and that's goodness. an adult who's lived with this for at least 18 years um wow so yeah everybody's very excited <laughs> it's yeah. been a long time um in the making and potentially it might be another five years yeah. or longer before if all goes to plan Abba can get it um but they're starting they're dosing the second adult patient in the next month or so um which is a great sign <laughs> yeah yeah like safety i think is obviously top priority and they're happy with that at the moment and then pediatric trials are due to start in America next year and they've put an application in for a UK paediatric trial so if we could get her into a trial <laughs> yes that would be incredible how do you do um, that so there's a um reverse rep which are one of the UK charities there's only two in the UK um they've set up a rep registry so you you sort of sign up give them all your details um and then when trials so there are trials going on all the time for different drugs and therapies and things and mm-hmm any girl or adult that fits the criteria they'll send out an email um and I think it's sort of done on a first come surf, first serve but obviously you have to fit There's, it's a long process mm-hmm. um a long application mm-hmm. and it depends on so many things um mm-hmm. but yeah we we will put her forward 
until unless anything comes up that sort of convinces us otherwise but, yeah yeah um otherwise yeah we wait and hope that <laughs> it comes soon yeah wow meg yeah thank you <laughs> i mean yeah that is so exciting um i'm yeah. sure you have sort of i don't know do you feel like you have to like i don't know how do you feel about that do you allow yourself to like get fully invested in that or do you not I don't... uh yeah not fully but i also think there's no harm in dreaming like if it gets us through the day it gets us through the day yeah and it might not be a dream it's exactly. not like a ridiculous dream it's mm-hmm. something that very well could yeah yeah it's very likely yeah yeah um but yeah we just need as i've said to keep her healthy and strong yeah until the time comes that she can have the therapy hopefully. yeah yeah wow <laughs> that is i think that's a really good place for us to end actually um but thank you i i honestly can't thank you enough for like you're so brave for sharing that like coming on a podcast and putting your life out there in that way so i really appreciate it thank you so much and please everybody go to um well we need to talk about your instagram between two thorns (laughs) which i think is a really i that title when i first found you i was like wow that is really powerful actually um yeah between two thorns that is meg can i say megan shepherd yeah can we put you out yeah Megan Shepherd between two thorns and her link to her GoFundMe page is there um for Alba so thank you so much Meg it's been thank so lovely thank you for you. having me and letting me speak and You're share right. yeah. <laughs> spread awareness yeah absolutely my pleasure thank you there you go there was Meg's episode um need I say any more spreading awareness of our language, finding out about Rett syndrome and how we can help. That's the most important thing. How can we help Alba? Um, So if you go and check out Meg's Instagram between two thorns and her GoFundMe page, and please could you share this episode because the more people that can hear it, the more people that can help Alba. And that's all we want so thank you so much everybody I hope you have a brilliant weekend lots of love